What is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX GamerCast. We're on episode 64, the Nintendo 64. You'd think I'd be doing an N64 thing, but I'm not that smart. But today, we're doing Baldur's Gate on the GamerCast, my little gaming show, where once a week I ramble about video games. I love video games, so I talk about everything video games. Old games from my past, games that I'm playing currently, top 10 list. I got a Versus series that I did last, did one last week, Dead Space versus Resident Evil. I'll just put up two things against each other and they battle it out for supremacy. So if you like video games, you might like this little show right here. But before we get into the the meat and potatoes, if you will, of this episode, Baldur's Gate 3, let's talk about what I've been up to over the last week or so. And I always encourage you, the listener, let me know what you've been up to over the last whatever. It's been Halloween, so please let me know. Have you been watching some scary-ass movies? Throw out your scariest movies to me, and I will let you know if they're scary or not. Because there's not very many movies that scare me. And yeah, I would love to hear your suggestions. TV shows, if you're into a TV show, you just can't stop watching it, let me know. What are you watching? I would like to know. And of course, what video games are you playing right now? We are literally in, I believe, the golden age of video games. There's just so much out there. I can't keep up with all the video games, so let me know what you're playing. You playing Spider-Man 2? Did you get Mario Wonder? I didn't I didn't get either of those yet. But anyway, let's talk about what I've been up to over the last week. It was a hell of a week for me. I got the Halloween bug big time. I watched a whole bunch of horror movies this week. So uh, let's let's go down. I watched three horror movies this week to celebrate Halloween and go through the list. You know, somewhere better than others. Let's start off with one that was just okay. Uh, we got Gaia. This one I think was on Crave and it was okay. It wasn't very scary. The The best thing about this movie, I would say, was like the costumes and like the set of this movie. It kind of focuses uh, around kind of a mushroom fungus situation that's going on. Very reminiscent. I definitely got Last of Us vibes from this movie big time, but some of the costumes look good. I personally didn't get scared, didn't get all that drawn into this movie. It was okay. I didn't, not really much to go on with that one, but Gaia, you know, it wasn't bad. Some people might enjoy it. It was just meh. Moving on, we got The Boogeyman. Now, this one was rather interesting. My wife tapped out. Uh, She said she didn't want to have anything to do with this movie, so I said, okay, fine, I'll watch it. So The Boogeyman, this one was on Disney, and I really liked this movie. I thought The Boogeyman was really good. Like, it it drew me in really quickly. Like, the opening scene, I mean, is quite aggressive. You're like, all right, I'm in for a situation right here. And I enjoyed it. I thought the scares were good. A little bit more classic horror. Like, you got your, you got your jump scares. You got... Uh, kind of a, we're working with a lot of dark and light, this monster boogeyman, if you will, in this movie focuses in on attacking or doing whatever it's going to do in the dark, and they do a lot of uh, pretty fun, creative things uh, using the lighting in this movie. I thought the characters, uh, some were very awful, like there was one girl in it who uh, apparently is her friend. She was just an absolute bitch. She was awful. I had at least like four arms in the airs, like what the hell are you doing moments. Um, so there was definitely some stupidity to this movie, but you know, it was a fun, 
pretty damn solid uh, horror movie. I quite enjoyed it. I'd give that like a solid 7 out of 10. I thought it was pretty good. A couple good scares. And then my favorite one that I watched this week was um, Pearl on, uh, which I think this was on Prime. And this is in the in the, the atmosphere, the world of X. Uh, I watched that movie last year. Really, really enjoyed that. So this is kind of like the prequel to X following the same kind of character. Mia Goth is amazing in this movie. And the movie itself is very good. I was getting like old school carry vibes like from the 70s. I kind of got that vibe from this movie. And there was a scene... Uh, later in the movie, it won't spoil anything, but it literally brought tears to my eyes because the the performance and the acting and just this monologue scene from Mia Goth was just breathtaking. Her acting was subpoib, and that scene, like the following scene right after it, was so chilling. It was wow. It was a very very good movie. I'd give that a solid eight out of ten. I would say. I don't think you really have to worry about which one you watch first between X and Pearl. I watched X first, and, um, you know, I enjoyed, I got to, I don't think you have to watch them in order, but I would recommend do X first and then Pearl. Uh, Both very, very good movies. Very weird, very different. Mia Goth, again, is spectacular. Uh, Really liked it. That was my favorite one of the three horror movies that I watched this week. So if you can only pick one, I I would say go with Pearl. That uh, That was quite good. In terms of TV shows, my wife and I finished off the fall of The House of Usher. Great show. I was, uh, yeah, really into it. I was, uh, It was a really, really good story. It definitely went a little heavy on the Edgar Allan Poe towards the end, which is fine. It's fine. It's just that I've kind of seen it done a few times, but uh, really good show. Just kind of out of nowhere. I was like, oh, that looks good. And it was, yeah, really good uh, bingey watch. Like, we crushed that show in no time. Highly would recommend Followed the House of Usher for, you know, I know Halloween's over, but I, I still have the Halloween aura personally. So if you're looking for something, uh, you still got the scary bug. Fall of the House of Usher was quite good. And also Goosebumps, this one. Uh, wow. Uh, on Disney Plus, I do believe this was a pleasant surprise. I We got really into this one as well. I grew up on Goosebumps. I loved Goosebumps. Uh, More the TV show. My sister had the books. I didn't read the books. I more or less just looked at the covers of the books. And I really liked the TV show. So I was pretty excited to see what they were going to do with this. And it was actually really, really good. Now, I don't want to spoil anything, but they do... Uh, they kind of link together a bunch of the old stories from uh, the OG Goosebumps. So I thought it was rather interesting the way that they were able to kind of piece uh, a bunch of stories together. And some of the characters were really good. I believe it's Justin Long. He's in a whole bunch of stuff. I, uh, he's from Dodgeball, the goofy guy, but he was excellent in it. It was a really good watch. I was pleasantly surprised at how good this was. So uh, Goosebumps, uh, check that one out. And that's about everything that... Oh, sorry. One more show, Shorzy. Been watching Shorzy as well. Finished off the first season, and I liked it. I liked it more than I thought I was going to. I'm a little hit and miss with Letterkenny. It was just... um, Loved it at first, and then it just got oversaturated. There's just way too much Letterkenny getting dropped, and it just got... It's just too much. It's, it's, It's a very... Fast. I don't know the, the the line delivery in Letterkenny and even Shorzy can be a little bit annoying. Like people just don't talk that way. And um, yes, I mean it was. I like Shorzy more honestly than I did 
uh, Letter Kenny, and I hadn't watched a whole lot of Letter Kenny. Now, maybe like three or four seasons, and I had to like, I was like, oh yeah, take a break, take a break from Letter Kenny. And I was getting that with Shorzy a little bit. Uh, there's a little less of that like really weird line delivery. I know that's what the show is norm- known for, but I personally not huge on that. But there were some fucking things in Shorzy that I absolutely loved. Shorzy, the character himself was quite good. I love the, whenever he would ask a question, he would cut the person off with a, huh? That got me every time. I loved it. Getting into season two now, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Like, I love hockey. There's not a whole lot of hockey shows and stuff like that out there. This is definitely one of the better hockey theme shows that I've ever seen. It's really good. So if you're looking for a good laugh, it may, I don't think it's for everybody. There's, there's a certain, like, type of comedy to the show that it may not hit with everybody, but I'm enjoying it. Shorzy's a pretty good, easy watch, so I would recommend that. Now, let's talk some fucking video games, but not Baldur Gate just yet. So, games I've been playing this week. I finished off Cocoon. Really, really good game. Holy moly. Uh, really smart. I mean, great puzzle game. I loved how... I loved the length of it. It was like three, four hours, and it was just pleasant. Very, very mysterious. I was like... Very kind of proud of myself that I kind of figured out what was going on in the end because it's it's very up in the air. You're kind of like like the whole way through the game. I was like, I hope I'm doing like I'm not like you know setting the world up to be destroyed or something. Like I have no idea what I'm doing, but it's very very cool. The puzzles were awesome. Like I'm not gonna say that it's like it, Portal and this game are very different, but I got a feeling of like the first time I played Portal, I'm like, oh wow, this is incredibly creative. I'm getting stumped. I'm I'm thinking, and like I I will admit, I had to look up online how to do some of the puzzles in this game because I just I just wasn't thinking that deeply. It's a rather thought provoking puzzle game. Very very cool. Love the look of it. And now I'm definitely going to go down the rabbit hole. I'm going to. I definitely want to play Inside. I've been meaning to play Inside for a very long time, and I, I'm probably just going to bang that out soon. And probably do Limbo as well and just see where this company began and, and see where it's ended up now with Cocoon. But highly recommend Cocoon. It's an extremely uh, relaxing, uh, beautiful-looking game, uh, mysterious, good puzzle. Like I, I liked starting my day out. And kind of finishing my day out with Cocoon and just kind of, I don't know, I I like, uh, it's a good brain warming up kind of game, I don't know. I really, really enjoyed Cocoon, so I would highly recommend you check this one out. It's on Game Pass, I don't know how much it is on just regular, but if it's it's probably really cheap, I would imagine, so check it out. It was uh, pleasantly delightful, Cocoon. And now Castlevania, Circle of the Moon, holy shit. So this game has literally... It's uh, inspired me for an episode that I'm going to do sometime this month. I'm going to be talking about uh, the hardest bosses at some point this month because, holy shit, this game has been kicking my ass. Some of the hardest bosses I think I have ever played. Uh, Wow. And I've played some pretty hard games, and this game is, wow, uh, kicking my ass. So I'm definitely going to be talking about some hard bosses this month. Uh, because of this game, I'm, but I can't, like, put it down, though, it is just really, really fun, uh, really strong Metroidvania game, and now that I'm understanding some of the systems a little bit better now, I kind of get the magic system, it's really actually quite cool, so we'll see, I'm at the end now, I'm literally at the final boss fighting Dracula right now, I just gotta fucking beat that motherfucker, and I'm done, and I am, 
you know, it's not a very long game. It's like six hours, so I might just dive into the next uh, Castlevania Advance game because it was it's really, really fun. It's hella hard. Like, I was definitely raging this week uh, at certain times with some of these fucking bosses, but wow. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit gotta get good, but... Yeah, man, pleasantly uh, just loving this Castlevania game. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be playing some more of that, and we'll see where that goes. Obviously, been playing through Baldur's Gate 3 this week. I am plowing through it. We'll be talking about that in just a moment. And then Starfield, I think that's it, y'all. I think that's it with me and Starfield. I tried. I tried, but it's like... What, I think five times now, it's putting me asleep. Like, I play in it. I played it literally... Uh, just waking up, I got my coffee, and I'm trying to play some Starfield, I'm falling asleep, it's so fucking boring, I'm sorry, y'all, I, I don't think I could do it, like, I, I, th- I think I just gotta put it to bed, and move on to other things, because I'm, I'm trying, and it's just not hitting me, it's just not there, so, we'll see if I, I don't know if I want to do, like, a review, and really get into depth as to why, uh, Starfield for me is not hitting. Maybe I will. If you, if you want that, just let me know, and I could I could definitely do like a full review episode uh, for Starfield, and I can go into into depth as to why this game isn't hitting for me because I I know why I know why, and it's uh, it's a little disappointing. But I can get into that another episode. So let's fucking talk about Baldur's Gate. I have been waiting so long to talk about this game, but Halloween month got kind of got in the way, and now it is time. Let us talk about. Baldur's Gate 3. Baby, Baldur's Gate 3. Wow, this I am so happy this game freaking exists. This is a game-changing game for me right here. So I don't have a, a, a history at all with Baldur's Gate. I am aware of the series. I've I've known of it. I've been curious of the ones, especially some of the ones on PS2 I've been seeing. Uh, when I was aware of those games, they were rather expensive and very hard to find. I've never seen uh, a a dark, uh, what is it, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance, I've tried to find out in the wild, never have seen it, uh, you can get it now on, like, PlayStation, but I've never played any of the Baldur's Gate games, and I had no knowledge of Baldur's Gate 3, I had not heard of anything of this game, I hadn't seen it on any major upcoming list, most anticipated list, and then this game dropped out of nowhere, I saw the reviews for this game, there were, they were higher than, Breath of the Wild, they were higher than Tears of the Kingdom. I was like, what is this game? Who is Larian Studio? What is all this? So I went down the rabbit hole, started doing some minor research into what this game is, and it's got this Dungeons and Dragons kind of theming to it. There's dice rolling, there's these crazy characters, There's it's a deep, deep RPG, and I was just like, wow, now that sounds impressive. And I have to admit, I was extremely curious, not just by the reviews, but I just thought the the sound of this game, the story, uh, the dice rolling, it just sounded all so very appealing. And then you start hearing the opinions of this game. People are playing it, and you're just you're hearing these stories. You're like, wow, that sounds very, very appealing. It sounds almost unreal, uh, some of the stuff, the, um, the stories that you're hearing about this game, and just obviously the insanely positive reviews that have come out for this game. So, yeah, I mean, my, my interest was peaked. I was planning on 
maybe playing it sometime in the future. And then my sister, she's not a hard, hardcore gamer, but she plays games. She more so plays PC games. And then she recommended the game to me. And I said, that's it. My sister's playing it. I got to get in on this. So I bought Baldur's Gate, a rare game that I bought full price. I rarely do this. And uh, it's a uh, it's a game that I thought you know I took a took a risk on it. It's a game that I've you know a, a, a type of game you know these hardcore RPGs kind of P- more PC style RPGs. Uh, they're calling them CRPGs. I don't really know what the fuck that means, but uh, I don't usually have um, I played a few of them and not tend to enjoyed them very much. And this one, thankfully, is an absolute smash hit for me so I've been playing this game probably since the beginning of October now and it's been my main squeeze for the last month and it's very very fun wow uh I hadn't I hadn't played I haven't been this into an RPG especially a story in an RPG like this maybe since Fallout 3 uh this game has drawn me in I mean Jesus I it's there's so much to talk about with this game I mean the characters the story the look of this game I'll try my best to explain what this game is so people call it a CRPG in my terms it's kind of like a top-down like strategy RPG a little bit it's not necessarily top-down you can play it top-down certain camera angles allow for that but it's it's kind of a strategy turn-based game which I know turns a lot of people off but once I heard the word strategy, I instantly got extremely turned on and interested, uh, turned on sexually, if you will, if, if, that's what, if, that's, if that's what you want, that's fine. But I love strategy games, and uh, it definitely, when I got into it, I got very uh, reminded of XCOM, and I adore XCOM, fucking love XCOM, and it's not exactly like XCOM or anything, but it definitely feels like that in the combat, and I love it, I love that strategy, like, all right, what am I gonna do here, they got the percentile, so, like, for example, I wanna swing my sword, it's like, all right, I have an 80% chance of hitting it, and, like, just, it's so very deep, right, there's, just so much going on there's but it's not I'm not overwhelmed honestly maybe a little bit at the beginning but mostly because like I was just a lot of like all right what does this spell do what does that spell do what does this do and once you get a grips of what your spells are doing and stuff like that it's amazing and I am playing this on PS5 I don't have a PC to play such a game and I will say you know like I am a bonafide uh, console gamer I'm not very Uh, I've played PC, I'm more of a mouse and more of a mouse PC guy, I'm not very good with anything keyboard related, but I think it it plays fucking awesome on PlayStation, I will say that, I think it's great, it uses uh, the radial menus, which I'm fine with, I think it works very well with the PlayStation, Uh, my sister watched me play it for a little bit, she played it on PC, and she's like, wow, it just, it looks so much more, so much different than PC. Because on PC, you could just have kind of everything laid out on the bottom and have everything hotkeyed. I mean, pre- I imagine that's fairly standard, I imagine, for PC. But I think the radial menu works really solid for Baldur's Gate 3 on console. I was very nervous about it. Because uh, when Baldur's
Baldur's Baldur's Gate came out, the reviews for PC were very high, but I had to wait a little bit for the console releases to come out, and sadly, Xbox people are waiting even longer, which sucks, because everyone needs to be playing this game, it's amazing, but... Yeah, the reviews came out for PS5, and they were great. I heard nothing wrong with it, and I can confirm that. I have really no issues with the controls. The only thing that's an issue, which I think is probably an issue on PC as well, is there are some camera issues. There's some camera problems that, you know, I'm getting stuck in a mountain and stuff. I'm just trying to see. It's It's a little bit awkward to traverse this game as well. It's a little bit awkward that way. Like, uh, to make, like, a jump, you kind of have to, like, press a button and like it's definitely not as fluent as uh, it would be in a lot of other games but once you get used to it it's really not that bad it's just maybe a little bit of a shock to the system but I'm I'm into it now now I will say I'm probably like in the 80 90 hour mark now of the game so I don't know like I'm still kind of debating in my head as we're going through this episode if this is a review or an impressions like I've definitely played enough of the game I'm in act three now where I think I could give it a score, but I don't think I can, I I really uh, hamper a lot on the finale of a game, like, that's very important to me, I want you to stick that landing, it it at least generates, like, a .5 in the score, if you stick the landing, I'll probably bump you up a .5, if you fuck up the landing really bad, I'll probably knock you down a .5, so... The ending for me is really important, but so far, I mean, Jesus, man, I... Love this game. Absolutely love it. It's going to be a very, very fun debate this year for my personal game of the year. I do things a little bit differently than other people. I include every single new game that I play from, it doesn't matter what year it's from, it all gets tossed into the shuffle, but I I have played some big hitters from this year, so... It's going to be a really fun uh, XC's Awards this this season. Uh, sh- a shameless little plug there. But yeah, I'm deep into Baldur's Gate now. I have uh, finally gotten to Baldur's Gate. You know, I didn't realize it was going to take so very long to get to uh, the name of the game. But wow, what a journey it has been. And I don't know what much more I want to talk about in terms of the gameplay. I mean, it's it's a... Oh boy, it's uh, it's a deep RPG, like I said. So the combat, I love it personally. I know it doesn't uh, hit for everybody, but like I said, I love strategy RPGs. So it's fucking scratching the itch. Really, really good for me right now. I um, I'm playing as I think I'm a fuck. I think I'm just a straight up wizard. I started out as like an animal handling thing. It wasn't going very well. I wasn't very good with it. I thought it was very cool sounding, like to turn into an animal at any time it had its moments but I, I ended up just becoming a wizard something more uh familiar to me but there's a whole variety of classes to choose from the character creation is very strong like it's not the best one i still think cyberpunks was a little bit better but a very very good character creator in Baldur's gate i am like a fucking seven foot tall buff as fuck wizard with no penis and I talk like a girl I identify as nothing I'm just I'm just buff I'm just big and buff that's all I want to be and oh god man the characters of this game Jesus Christ man I love these characters it's gonna go down as some of the my favorite group cast of characters of any video game ever I mean I don't think I've gotten this attached to a group of characters, maybe since Mass Effect 2, I was very, very attached to that group of characters, 
Um, I mean, there's others just I, I, off of the top of my head, like uh, topping out of that list is like Mass Effect 2. And I'm getting that feeling out of this group of characters. I mean, oh my goodness. Like, I mean, Asterion got to me very, very early, very just eccentric character. Uh, now, I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything. I mean, he's a very I'm just going to say he's a very eccentric character. I really, really like I like all the characters, man. Uh, the one that like Asterion's probably maybe my one of the ones I don't like to use that much in combat. He has his uses, but when shit hits the wall. And I will say that Baldur's Gate 3 is not like an easy game. Like I how many I have reloaded a million times. I've reloaded mid fights. I've reloaded just a zillion times. I I quick save all the time in this game because there's so many fucking choices and we'll get to the choices. I have not oh my god, we haven't even gotten to choices yet. But the combat is it's it's challenging. It it can be very challenging and it should be in a strategy RPG. That's what if it's easy then there's, you know, that that takes away from the fun of the strategy part. It's like, "Oh, I'm just going to I like to be able to think and this game makes me think." It's like, "Oh, or it makes me go, "Oh, wow, I didn't think about that. I want to do that and I'll reload it and try that out." And it's like, "Oh, that was a way better strategy." So I I love that shit, but it's not it's not easy. There's definitely been some fights that I just can't do. I just play. Like, all right, I'm just not. I'm gonna take the long way around because I can't fight that thing. It's way too hard, and yeah. So it's not the easiest game. I wouldn't recommend this game to newcomers of of video games. It's 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 a pretty hardcore RPG. But don't let the word hardcore scare you away. If you played RPGs before, if you've played a bunch before, it's it's it, it, you'll you'll pick it up. It's not impossible. I can do it. You can do it. So. Uh, the the characters, man, Jesus. So Asterion is amazing, uh, and, and every character has like their own thing going on. So story wise, uh, very basic uh, story lay down. You get this fucking. You start out on this ship filled with these mind flayer tentacle alien motherfuckers, and you crash, and then you meet a whole bunch of other people that the mind flayers put this tadpole in your eye, and like. Shit gets weird, like you're seeing things, you're unlocking these powers, maybe, if you want to. I am, personally, I'm, I'm going down that path, I'm fucking doing it, let's go. And, yeah, so you're trying to basically figure out what the fuck is going on, what is in my eye, and how can I get it out, what the fuck. But along the way, you're just getting pulled in all these fucking different directions. So you get introduced to this group of characters really early you find them all kind of scattered out uh excuse me in the first area and will will is interesting now will he's a, probably my now i still like will quite a bit but he's probably the one i'm least into at this time his story is rather interesting he's got this uh interesting kind of demonic back thing going on there and it's quite cool and along the way you're just kind of like things will happen and you move along with that character story and you can do things or not do things for them. Like I imagine characters can die. I'm doing my best to keep everybody alive and safe and so far so good in that way. But I've definitely run into times where it's like, okay, if you do this, then this guy's going to die. So you might want to double think about that. It's like, oh, okay. Woo. Okay. So yeah. Uh, Will is maybe, like I said, yeah, the least compelling i think for right now but he is still very very cool i i like him also quite a bit and then there's shadow heart oh my god i love i love shadow heart she's so 
cute. She's so pretty, but she's also kind of crazy and, and badass and, oh man, like she does not fuck around. I went down with her story path and kind of just let her do her thing. And I was like, whoa, man, like <laughs> shit got real with Shadowheart and I wish she would love me, but she's very hard to get. And she doesn't like me very much, I don't think. And, um, I wish I could change that, so this is an M-rated game, I'll throw that out there, there is a lot of sexual content to this game, uh, not like aggressive, like, I mean, you will see a penis, um, um, more so in the character creation, I don't think I've seen a penis outside of that, but you see some bum, you see some booby, you know, it's there, it's not a big deal, it's, it, it is what it is, but there's a lot of, uh, sexual activities you can do with your characters, you could just be friends with them, you can go down those paths, I've heard that they get very, very interesting, now, myself, personally, let's talk about Lizelle a little bit, so Lizelle, she is kind of a, uh, she's called a Githyanki, I think, or a, something like that, she's kind of your ogre, looking kind of character, and she is pure badass, she scares the fuck out of me, and going down her relationship path is extremely fun, it is very, very funny, I kind of had this, like, three-way situation going on with uh, Lizelle, Asterion, and myself, and eventually, Asterion just tapped out, he's like, honestly, dog, I'm scared of her, like, she scares me, and I'm, I'm gonna back out from this one, I was like, I appreciate that, I appreciate your honesty, and I'm, I'm going to take that. I'm going to go down that path alone. That's okay. So, yeah, there's a lot of that going on. It's great. I'm really loving it. Um, yeah, the, the, the relationships with the characters are fucking fantastic fantastic Lizelle and they're not stereotypical like you would think they're like they they definitely don't like they don't feel like a character that I've ever kind of dealt with before like they have certain characteristics of other ones but like Lizelle is just a fucking legend to me she's so very intense and so very rough but also very tender she has that that sweet side to her as well like oh my god man uh Gale Gale goddamn this fucking wizard Oh, he's such a goofball. He starts out really annoying because he's, he's like, oh, you got to give me these, like, magical items and, like, I'll absorb them because he's got this, like, kind of curse thing going on. It's It was admittedly a little bit annoying at the beginning, but now I'm, like, through that. And I love Gale. He's fantastic um, in combat. He's a, a very strong wizard. Him and I, we, like, combo fireballs. Like, holy shit. Like, these fireballs at this time in the game for me very powerful fireball spells and like we can send off in any battle like six to seven of them and we just slaughter everybody it is a massacre and it's a lot of fun like everybody's a a different class like uh lizelle is your classic like brawler she could just go in uh close combat fuck people up big time Shadowheart is interesting. She's kind of moved into kind of a battle mage situation, medic. She's a healer, but she can also attack, so she's interesting. Uh, myself and Gale, we're both wizards, so we like to... But, oh my god, there's just so many fucking spells, man. You got, like, necromancy spells. You got you can summon creatures. You can fucking mind control people. You can blind them. You can send off fucking shit-stinking clouds, walls of fire, ice... Uh, you can fly, you can disappear, you can, it's, there's so much variety to combat, man, it makes it amazing, it makes it so much fun, like, 
I can literally sit there sometimes at the just thinking about what move I want to do. I'm like, oh, oh, do I want to hit him with this spell? Oh, do I want to mind control him? Oh, do I want to hit him with a confuse and just watch them go fucking crazy? Do I want to mind control this dude so he starts killing everybody in there? Do I want to shoot this fucking barrel and and make the oil explode? It's deep, bro. It's deep, but in a great way. Like, there's just so much variety to the combat and spells, but... Yeah, Shadowheart is like this battle mage medic. Uh, Asterion is um, like a, a rogue, and he uses shadows. He likes to sneak attack. Uh, he could be very useful in certain situations, other times not. Uh, oh my god, what's her name? Carlac? Oh my god. I know she's probably the most... Probably a lot of people's favorite character. I really... I, I mean, yeah, how can you not like her? She is so fucking likable. She's this red devil. She's got this, like... She's got a fucking, like, uh, like, a engine, like, the sun inside of her is, like, her heart and an engine. She's just got this fiery, uh, personality. She's awesome. She's over the top. She's got this, like, Australian accent, and she's amazing. I fucking love her. She's so freaking cool, and she's another, uh, not quite as, like, destructive as Lizelle is like when I send Lizelle into battle she just fucking slaughters everybody I'm like oh I love you so much Lizelle she's like my she's like my main squeeze I need her in my my party I feel like naked if she's not in my party but Carlac is a as a close second place she does like a a frenzy thing where she just fucking goes nuts and she can do like extra attacks and stuff she is fantastic really like her character I like her storyline where like Literally, like, uh, because of her internal engine thing, she's, she runs very, very hot. So, like, you literally can't touch her or she'll burn you alive. And you're literally just trying to help her so that she can fucking hug you. She just wants to hug someone. She just wants to feel someone's touch. It's really touching and an amazing little quest line right there. It's just, nah, nah, all this game. All this game. And they got some side characters as well, like... You go to your camp and you find a dog named Scratch, and Scratch is amazing. Like, you can play fetch with Scratch, you can pet him, and yeah, it's really awesome. There's cats in the game, which is awesome. The cats are all very mean, which, I mean, come on, man. Like, cats are not all mean, but in Baldur's Gate, they're generally really mean, but I love the fact that they're there. And there's this fucking owlbear owlbear cubs that I found. Now, I accidentally killed their mother. I didn't want to. I tried everything that I could to not kill her, but she attacked me and I had to defend myself. But anyway, this little adorable owlbear cub shows up to your camp and it is just the fucking cutest thing. I love the, like I, like I said, I've never, I've not done any like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that. So I don't know if any of these creatures, I imagine this is all stuff from the Dungeons and Dragons lore and and story and stuff but oh my god I love just I love this world I love I I love I love it it's just so fucking cool and I don't always like love uh fantasy and stuff like that but I'm really really into this I'm I'm into it more than The Witcher 3 which I finally got into this year and that game was like fucking magical especially the DLC but this game is equally up there with the weirdness and the creativity and the fantasy wow uh but yeah this owlbear thing is one of the cutest fucking things i've ever seen in my life i want it i want one in real life i want it just give me it please for god's sakes so yeah that's the characters the characters are insane the story like i said without 
spoiling anything, it's fucking amazing. It's so freaking cool, and I'm not a story guy. I rarely get drawn into stories, especially when it comes to RPGs, because RPGs, especially nowadays, are so very, very vast, and you can go hours, days, without, you know, uh, dealing with the next part of the story, and you're like, oh, fuck, uh, I haven't done a maiden quest line story in a, in a while. What the, what the hell's going on? And Baldur's Gate does a very good job at keeping you engaged with what's going on. Uh, the journal system is quite good. It's really just laid out there, like, what is going on? This is what you're doing. Uh, yeah, it's it's very just fucking out there. A lot to explore. Everything is just so cool. Like, there isn't a wasted interaction. Like, everything is is cool and it really comes down to the choices and and the dice rolls. So let's talk about that for a little bit. The choices in Baldur's Gate are fucking insane, man. Like everything carries weight. Uh a, a simple choice can lead you down a path that could take you down like a whole array of situations and and this decision it's like a butterfly effect and there's so much of it going on. It's like it's kind of what is destroying Starfield for me, I'm thinking, while I'm playing Baldur's Gate. Because Baldur's Gate is just so fucking next level. And I'm not trying to shit on Starfield. Like, I think it's really good. But just in comparison to playing Baldur's Gate, like, the just talking to people. And I'm just so drawn into what they're saying. And it just feels so empty in Starfield. It's just so fake. And it just feels so much more real in Baldur's Gate, like, every little thing I'm drawn into, it's really weird, I don't know how they're doing it, but they're doing it, and it's, it's sensational, so, all these choices you're making, rather, you know, as simple as uh, to open a door, to not open a door, to go down this path, or to go up that path, like, it can lead you into a big fight, or it can lead you into meeting this person, and then going down a quest line with these people, it's, awesome man there's been numerous times where I've sat there like thinking I'm like shit what do I want to do like oh because there's so much weight to the decision and not like in a bad way that I'm like oh fuck this can like ruin my game but I'm like really like huh what could this do in my storyline like where do I want to go with this what do I want to do and it's really refreshing man I can't say I've had a feeling like this in a long time where I'm like oh man like this is really, I feel, this is a really big moment right here. Like, I've had a, and I felt some of them where I'm like, ooh, maybe I've made the wrong choice here. Like, oh, I'm just going to lay in my bed. And, like, I have the option to reload. Like, I, I always make a quick save before any major situations. If I feel like I've done something really stupid or if I wanted to play it out in a different way, I can do that. You can do that, too. It's totally up to you. But that's what I've been doing. And, and shit, bro. Like, Ooh, some of them play out so differently, it's crazy. Like, I've I've changed my mind on a couple of things, and I'm like, whoa, that played out so much better, uh, or worse, or whatever. It's it's really fucking cool. And then the oh, the dice rolls, like I oh, they're so quick and satisfying. It's so sweet, man. Like, I would love to play like Dungeons and Dragons and or something like that, but I just you know, I don't have the friend group, I don't I don't have the time, I don't think, to get into something that crazy but I love the dice rolls in Baldur's Gate it is so quick and satisfying like it's not for every decision it's not like oh do you want to take a left roll the dice and it's like no you don't get to go left it's not like that it's like 
um, almost like a persuasion. Like if you're talking to someone, it's like, oh, I want to try and persuade them that it's it's this way. And you can roll the dice. And it's like, okay, you need a 12. And you rolled a 13. Boom, you're good to go. And you can use a variety of uh, boosts. You got all like potions. You got spells that can help you out with that kind of stuff. Certain characters are better at dialogue like Asterion. He's more he's more witty. He's better with his words than other characters like Lizelle. She's definitely she's definitely better at like intimidating people. But yeah, that can generally that'll generally lead you into getting into fights. So yeah, there's a whole variety of ways to deal with situations. You can like I said, you can talk your way out of it. You can you, you can offer them gold you can you can trick them you can fucking brainwash them it's amazing and then these just these little quick dice rolls are just oh so satisfying and i like they give you so many options with the with the rolls like you can re-roll a certain amount of times per rest and stuff like that so you can do these like quick rests on your travels you could do the full rest where you go to camp and and going to camp is like a treat man like you you're like all right i'm done for the day i'm gonna go to camp and you can talk with all the characters and i would highly recommend you just kind of go around camp all the time and just kind of chat with everybody learn their stories uh get closer with them that's definitely a good way to get into bed with them if that's what you're after you know go talk to them and see what's up and and figure out what they're all about and a lot of the time the game will just be oh just continue traveling on with Asterion and eventually you'll come up to something and it'll it'll take you down the next part of his story but jeez man it's it's amazing like i'm i'm so into this game uh the combat is just so fucking fun for me like i can play it for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and i just i just don't want to stop it's very very uh engaging and fun and the story is crazy good. And gee, let's talk about let's talk about some of the basic stuff. the The soundtrack is outstanding, absolutely amazing. This soundtrack is insane. I would have to stop and listen to it every now and again because it kind of it kind of fades into the background a little bit. Maybe I should just turn it up, but it's just it's oh, it's just so epic. It's so good. Oh my god, it's like Skyrim, but even better. Like Skyrim, Skyrim soundtrack. I mean, love or hate Skyrim, you gotta give it the soundtrack, man. Like, that shit was fucking crazy. But Baldur's Gate 3 is up there with its intensity. And that, you know, that fantasy style. It's got the lutes, it's got the flutes, it's got the the little fucking, I don't know. It's got those old school sounds. And it just sounds so good. It fits the theme so goddamn good and when you get into some of the big battles and stuff the music is so epic you got the choirs going the oh it's like oh i get chills like you get chills when it really kicks in and there's been like probably nine or ten times where i I, it really kicks in and you just hear it in the background you're like holy fuck that music is crazy good the music is crazy good the voice acting might be the best I've ever heard. The voice acting in Baldur's Gate is incredible from top to bottom. I don't know if there's, like, even the dogs sound good. The dogs are giving you the best dog performances you've probably ever heard. It's amazing. Like, it's it's just, I don't know what more you can say than it is just amazing. Every single character just feels so personable. And it doesn't feel like a video game. It feels like you're having conversations with people. And I literally just got to like a major, like the first like major town that I've ever gotten to. Uh, now that I've gotten to Baldur's Gate. And it's, it's very similar to... Um, 
Horizon, when I got into Horizon's big city, it was bustling, people are chatting. Now, it's it's not as crazy as Horizon, but like the, there's an, a bunch of people chatting. I got to this like circus, and there, I went into the circus, and there's a whole bunch of like music going on. There's fucking fire and magic things going on in the background. It's really fucking cool, man. It's it's there with it's. I think it's a little bit better than The Witcher Three. It's it's very. It just feels like its own world. It feels very engrossing when you get in there. It's it's outstanding, man. And back to the voice acting. I mean, oh my god, it is. I don't. I don't know which. What, I, I can't think of a game that might have better voice acting from top to bottom. Like Shadowheart is just so fucking good. Like, oh my god, she's so good. I love her. Her accent. She's so intense and like witty. And I just. I love talking to everybody. Like, there's a lot of games that I just. I avoid talking to people. Like Starfield again. Like. In contrast to Baldur's Gate, I am skipping so much dialogue in Starfield. Like, it's delivered so slowly and boring, but in Baldur's Gate, I listen. I hang on to every fucking word that everyone has to say. Little character, side character, you could talk to, like, ghouls and, like, fucking monsters. Like, everyone's got something to say, and it's all good. Like, it's it's really fucking wild. Like... I, I can't imagine how much work was put into all the lines and the lines of dialogue in this game. And it also looks amazing. Like, it's not the most, um, it's not the best looking game I've ever seen, but it for how big it is, like for an RPG of this size, it is a stunningly good looking game. The character models look really good. The the facial features, though not the best, it, it hits the mark. It definitely isn't like taking me out of it. I'm like, oh, look at this derpy little face or something like no it's a very good looking game the mouths are on point they're they're matching up with the words that they're saying it's fuck man Uh, the vistas look really good i've been into a variety of areas i've been underground there's this like underground mushroom fucking place and it was beautiful it was like like most underground areas, some of them are very, you know, just cave. It's just, oh, okay, it's just rock and, and brown and, and no, not a whole lot going on. But Baldur's Gate, it's like there's mushroom spores and there's there's gases and there's just these magical colors of rocks and shit like that. It is, it is absolutely outstanding. I've gone to like these astral planes where you're going like to other worlds and shit. So it's got like this cosmic fucking areas you've I've gone to I've been into your like just classic forests and stuff look really good you start out on this like beach area that is really fucking stunning and there's like uh the mind flayers have this like alien technology and I've been on some of their ships and it's like that's where it feels really like XCOM I'm like whoa I'm in like a spaceship like XCOM and especially when you're fighting like these mind flayer creatures it's like damn dude this is this game is absolutely outstanding like holy fucking shit um try oh i ran into this really just one of like the game is quirky it's a very quirky game some weird fucking shit happens in this game uh the sex scenes alone are very weird especially with lizel and i haven't even been into all that many sex scenes and I came across this little barn. Well, it wasn't that small of a barn, but I came across a barn, and there were some very naughty-sounding sounds coming out of said barn. And I was like, I'm checking this shit out, dog. I rolled the dice, I got the door open, and I saw something absolutely horrific. And if you played Baldur's Gate, and you might know what I'm talking about, I won't spoil it, but it was fucking... It was horrific. 
It was disgusting, and I regret looking in that barn, but it, it was a hell of a moment. Uh, like I said, I just went to this circus, and the circus was like, Jesus Christ, it was a, a hell of a moment. It almost reminded me of like Chrono Trigger, like the circus down there. Now, you weren't doing as much there, but it was a very interesting situation uh, down there in the mushroom, or uh, at the circus. But the mushrooms, oh my God, dude. So back where I was at in the the underground area, there's like this weird mushroom colony. And I ended up kind of becoming the king of of the mushroom people down there a little bit. And, oh my god, the way I killed their king was so goddamn ridiculous. Like, I was sitting there like, this is me, you know, like getting to understand uh, some of the things of Baldur's Gate combat-wise. And I realized, I was like, I'm fighting this guy on this giant, like kind of mountaintop and I'm like I wonder if I could just push him and I pushed him and he fell off and I killed him instantly and that was the end of this really hard fight and I was like oh that was it oh sweet so that was awesome and extremely funny and I was like I fucking love this goddamn game this is so freaking cool they made me the king of the mushroom people and there's like there's like a lot oh my god man there's just so much going on with the fucking storyline like down in the mushroom there's a lot going on down there. Like, the mushroom dude was like, you go kill this guy. And then he was like, no, no, don't kill me. You go kill that guy. And then you go back and you're like, hey, he wants me to kill you. He's like, no, don't listen to him. You you kill him. And it's a lot of back backstabbing shit going on. A lot of he said, she said going on. I just got into this, like, weird murder mystery in this, like, church, this temple or something. I walked in and, like, Someone got fucking murdered, and I'm like, all right, let's fucking see what's going on. And then I ended up going down to the basement, and I found this, like, huge underground, like, fucking cave system. And now I'm going down the rabbit hole, down this huge fucking murder mystery situation that's going on. And I'm just loving every fucking minute of it. It is it is absolutely awesome, man. It is... I'm blown away with this game. I'm absolutely blown away. I love it. The narrator as well. I forgot to shout that out. Like, um you'll be walking into situations you got like similar i i'd like to dungeons and dragons you got like the the dungeon master or whatever like oh yeah you walked up to this fucking cave and you hear these noises what do you want to do and the narrator is great like just the the way that she lets you know what's going on it's just a great way to bring you involve you more into the story get you more engaged into the story i mean oh god i just i love playing this game uh back at the camp you got uh, some more side characters withers oh my god withers i have seen some things with withers he's just like this creepy uh demonic dude that will uh he's basically there to let you like re-roll your character like i went to him to change my class so you could change your class on the fly for a price a small price i will say it wasn't a very big price and uh it adds a lot of variety it's kind of like um elden ring how in elden ring you can just kind of like oh i i want to be a close combat guy now you can you can just do that but i'm so engrossed with all the spells that i have uh, at my hand with uh with the wizard and they're oh god there's just jesus christ uh more with the combat so you're it's it's got your rpg stuff like you're leveling up and stuff and uh very differently like you level up very very slowly like i think i'm level eight I might be level nine. Like, yeah, you love, and I'm like 80, 90 hours in. So like maybe I'm leveling up once every 10 hours. It's very slow. And it, it's like a situation. Like whenever I level up now, it's very easy. If you, if you want to like bypass this, 
just be like a barbarian or something. But if you want it to be like, uh, excuse me, this is where it gets like a little hardcore when I'm like a wizard, like I'm a wizard. So whenever I level up, I have to, I go through all my spells. It's like, all right, you unlocked like new level five uh, uh, spells now. So I'm going through all the level five spells. I'm like, ooh, what does that one do? Oh, that one sounds cool. Ooh. And then I start going down the, I'm like, ooh, oh, what kind of combos could I do with that? So if that's not your game, like, uh, yeah, just be like a warrior or a fucking brawler, something simple. Because with Lizelle, whenever she levels up, it's literally like, all right, you get this perk, and here's your health increase, and off you go. There you go, you're done. But with the wizards, you're like, oh, I want to re, I want to mix up my spell combos because you can only take so many spells with you. And yeah, there's a fuckload of spells. There's so many spells, and a lot of them do such cool shit. The only thing that sucks about the spells is that like. Uh, some of the spells, like, uh, you can only use them on certain creatures. Some spells you can only use on, on on only humans. Some you can only use on celestial things. So sometimes, like, you'll get into battles, like, half of your spells are useless. And a lot of the time, like, you're, like the ones you really would love to use, they rarely work. It's like, oh, man, I want to, like, I have this spell where it's, it's basically, like, I curse them, like, really bad. Every turn they take this amount of damage it makes them uh they can't move very much they can't uh they're blinded it like really fucks them up and it's got like rarely would i will i get like over 40 percent chance of getting it and i rarely you're rarely gonna get it so it's like oh do i want to waste a turn or do i want to do something like i'm really addicted to um there's a, a, a spell called Magic Missile, and I'm, just, I'm addicted to that spell. I've been using it ever since the beginning of the game because it never misses. It doesn't do a whole lot of damage, but it just it never misses. So it's like, that's really, really crucial in Baldur's Gate because, you know, a miss or a, a, a fucking critical hit could make or break your whole entire battle. You can be... Like, some of the longer battles I've been in could be, like, over an hour. And if you maybe you forget to make a quick save or something halfway through and you fucking miss and then they hit a critical and, like, really fucks you up and you're like, shit. And you, like, fucking mess up the whole battle and you gotta start all over again. So, shit like that. It's very similar to XCOM. Like, XCOM had the very same thing where it's like, all right, I got to take this shot. And sometimes it'd be super ridiculous in XCOM. It's kind of a meme where you're literally like, you got a shotgun pointed right in between their eyelids. And it's like, you got an 80% chance. And you're like, how? And you miss. And you're like, what the fuck? It's not that bad. It's definitely a, a lot more lenient uh, than it was in XCOM. XCOM can be absolutely ruthless at times. But yeah, I mean, it. It's just a game that you would want to, uh, I would highly recommend quick saving very, very often because you can, you could just get, like, I get just so lost in, in the combat of the game. I'm just thinking so much about what I want to do and, and thinking about where they're going to go. And it's like chess, it's chess. It's just, you're thinking about your next move, what moves they're going to do and, and planning. And you got like, spells and potions at any moment it's like oh should i pull out this spell like the, oh the, like pulling out a spell at the right time like you can you can just buy like scrolls and shit like that it's like oh i could pull out this invisibility scroll right now and that's just gonna game change everything there's just so much strategy to Baldur's gate combat i love it and yes like i said i know people don't all love it but damn dude this is going to be one of the toughest uh, game of the years for me personally. I mean, it. This one, it's 
it's very it's hard to compare because Baldur's Gate 3 and Tears of the Kingdom are so very very different it really comes down to personal taste um, and that's something we'll be talking about at the X's. I won't be uh, spoiling that conversation for today but uh, those are those are definitely uh, you know Baldur's Gate 3 and Tears of the Kingdom are going to be uh, very much so at the tops of my list uh, so far this year if I had to score put a score on Baldur's Gate 3 today it's a nine and a half out of ten easily the only thing that's holding this game back is its camera issues and um, yeah just kind of like the general traversal is not like my favorite like especially at the beginning man I was so baffled I had I was so confused with how to move like thank god my sister was there to kind of walk me through the first hour or two of the game because like I didn't understand like I was like how the fuck do I get up there like there's like there's like a little platform like it looks like I can get up there it's a little bit awkward but like I said once you get going it's it's not good like I'm not going to say that it's good but once you get going you'll be fine so those are really the only two things other than that like the music is some of the best I have ever fucking heard like it is so so epic in scale and big and it just fits the game flawlessly it fits so freaking good the voice acting and the characters are some of my they may end up being like my all-time favorite this group of characters are so fucking good I love them they're so good I want to have sex with all of them uh but I'm holding back on Carlac because I just want her to be my friend I just I was so I was just so smitten at the fact that she just wanted to have a hug with me and and that's all I needed from her so that was amazing. Graphically, it, it holds up. It looks really good. It's not the best looking game, but in terms of its size, it's fucking really, really goddamn good. I imagine on some of the higher NPCs, this game could look rather stunning. But on PlayStation 5, looks look good. Looks really good. Looks good. And what else is what else is stuff out there? Uh I really love the combat. Love that combat. Fucking the dice rolling, the choices are bananas, dude. Like I mean, I can't spoil anything, but fuck man there was a choice that I made that I'm still thinking back on I'm like fuck, I don't know if I did the right thing right there like I was doing it for the homie and you know some of the other homies were like yo that homie ain't right but I'm like yo that's the homie that's the homie so you know I gotta do whatever I gotta do for the homie so it is what it is it was a really tough decision but like it's a great thing to have that like I just don't have that in Starfield I don't feel like my decisions really matter all that much I know where they're going and in Baldur's Gate like a decision that I made like 12 hours ago might rear its head like 10 hours down the road I'm like whoa shit I fr- whoa whoa okay whoa okay whoa whoa this game's incredible it's absolutely incredible I'm very very happy that people it's become a hit and Larian Studios is starting to get some love right here I have played Definity Original Sin 2 that was back in my PC days but it was just a game that I was I had no idea what I was doing I was very intrigued by it there was a lot that I liked about it I just couldn't I couldn't get into it sadly maybe now after I get through Baldur's Gate I might be a little bit more familiar with uh, Definity Original Sin 2 I might be able to play that game because it just looks really cool it looks like a game that I would love so maybe I'll be able to try it again but Holy shit, man. Baldur's Gate 3. It is an absolute game changer. Like, it literally kind of ruined Starfield for me as I, as I was playing it. But it's not Baldur's Gate 3's fault. It's just that fucking good of an RPG. It's such a good story. And I'm not even, like, 
I feel like I'm barely even scratching the surface of what this story is, and it just keeps getting crazier. It's it's quite wild. So, and it's it's a very very big game. I I understand in a world like and in times like this, even like I'm like I'm in the mood for short games like Cocoon. I was so just into it being like three or four hours. I'm like, oh, I need more of this in my life right now because every game wants to be a hundred plus hours, but. This game, not once has it felt like a drag, not, not like I'm always intrigued to get to the next area, to get to the next part of the story, to find the next piece of my companion story, to see what's around the corner, what's in that house, what's in that cave, what's in that box, what's, what's in the fucking box, I mean, they are really fucking just pulling me in, this game is doing a phenomenal job at it, and I will say, I'm a pretty tough critic when it comes to, or not really a critic. I'm just, I'm just not, I don't get pulled into stories very often. And I think that's more of a me thing. I, I just prefer gameplay, but Baldur's Gate three, man, like it, it's, it's just hitting so hard in terms of gameplay, story, characters, atmosphere. It's hitting on so many marks. This is a masterpiece. Uh, it could be a 10 out of 10 by time I get to the end of it. If it really nails the landing and maybe we get a little waterworks. Maybe if I quiet a little bit, fuck, this could be a 10 out of 10. But uh, I'm not there quite yet, but I still have, I imagine, quite a long ways to go with uh, Baldur's Gate 3. But I think that's all I want to, I just needed to get this Baldur's Gate weight off my chest. I just, I needed to talk about it, and everybody else has been talking about it, and I, I hope more and everyone should play this game. I hope they figure it out and get this game out on Xbox, like... Uh, the thing that's holding it back on Xbox is that they're trying to figure out how to get it uh, split-screen co-op to work, which I haven't even tried, and I think that is absolutely mind-blowing that this game is doing that. Now, I don't know how good this game would be for co-op because of how good the story is. I, it depends, I guess, on what person you're playing it with. I think this game would be... Fuck, it could be amazing with with a friend to play with. But right now I'm playing it solo. Uh, It could be, you know, I I could definitely see myself at some point going through this game again someday in a co-op way. I haven't really heard anyone talking about it co-op. So, um, you know, let me know if anyone out there is playing it. How are you enjoying Baldur's Gate 3? Don't spoil anything, please, for the love of God. And, uh, yeah, if if you're interested uh, in Baldur's Gate 3, I would say pull the trigger. I was nervous a little bit too, but... God damn, am I ever pleasantly uh, surprised and happy that I pulled the trigger on Baldur's Gate 3. I'm loving it and uh, can't wait to play some more of it. I'm going to go play some more of it and I highly recommend you get Baldur's Gate 3 as well. It is so freaking good. And that is it for me, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to my little podcast. You want to help me out, you know, send down a little review. Let me know what you think of the of the podcast and, and, and hit that star rating and all that good stuff. Help out the little guy and all that great stuff. And if you want to uh, listen and or watch these, I have I upload them on YouTube. Gamer GX videos. Uh, the link is down there on in the description. If you want to send in any questions, comments, concerns about video games, wrestling, hockey, or, or questions about the podcast or anything, send them on in. I can read them live on the podcast. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, that would be really, really fun, in fact. 
So you can leave a comment on the YouTube channel. I got a Twitter page. Link is in the description for that as well. I'll put up announcements sometimes like a week early. It's like, oh, I want to talk about this this week. So if you see it, you can send in a question and then I can answer it on the podcast that week. And that'd be really key. And um, what else we got? There's also an email address there as well. If you just want to send in like a personal thing, you don't want to have your question read out live or anything like that. You just want to have a private conversation or anything like that. That uh, email address is there for you as well and yeah go back and listen to any of the prior gamer casts they they age like a fine wine so you can go back and listen to any of the prior what 63 episodes now uh, the Versus series is a lot of fun. Go check those out. They're all a lot of fun. It's video games. Video games are a lot of fun. And so is Baldur's Gate 3. So again, thank you everybody so much for listening. We'll be back again soon with some more GX Plus Cast. <laughs>